Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. A swimming sibling duo, Floridians Lexi and Jake Mulvihill, grew up in the water. Avid and talented swimmers, Lexi and her younger brother Jake swam competitively in school. They attended each other's meets, cheered one another on, each other's greatest fans, as well as best friends. And then Jake was diagnosed with an aggressive brain cancer. In just under a year, the tumor claimed the young man's life. Heartbroken, Lexi went into her senior year of high school with a single goal, swim better than ever in Jake's behalf. And the focus paid off. She broke her own personal records, and just weeks ago, she shattered the longtime state record for the 50-meter freestyle. Her inspiration? That little brother she always looked up to. New motivation, even in the trials of life. That's what's offered to every believer in Jesus Christ, our elder brother in the faith. Look up to him, and you will find strength for today to go the extra mile. I'm Charles Morris. Welcome to Haven Today, and we're starting a series today called Promises Made, Promises Kept. Water is a big part of our life here on Earth, but it's more than just there for activities. Though swimming and surfing and snowboarding wouldn't exist without water, life itself would not exist without it. It's critical for life, which is why scientists looking for life on other planets are always looking for water. Water makes up 57% of our body mass. It's our most basic need. Medical experts may not agree on everything, but they all seem to agree we need lots of water. Drink several glasses, eight ounces tall, of water a day, many say, but most of us don't do it. We live our lives dehydrated, both physically and, I'm afraid, spiritually, especially at Christmas time. I'm Charles Morris, and welcome to Christmas on Haven Today, telling the great story that's all about Jesus. In the next few minutes, we're going to hear a promise Jesus made to us a promise to heal our spiritual dehydration, which we've all felt this 2020. And speaking of gifts, I still have two ideas that are Christ-centered and won't be forgotten in a new year. First, Phil Vischer's new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, the gospel in 52 five-minute Bible stories. Phil, as you know, I've said it before, created Veggie Tales. But today, his passion is to help everyone better understand the Bible and God's story of redemption from beginning to end. The Laugh and Grow Bible would make a wonderful gift to start a new year in God's Word. And second, we still have that masterpiece, Handel's Messiah. Remember, the lyrics are all from Scripture, and they all point to Jesus. Great music. You can listen to it year-round. I have. It was originally written for Easter. For your generous end-of-year gift to Haven Today, I'd like to send you either the Laugh and Grow Bible for the new year or Handel's Messiah for any time of the year. And here's the number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or on our website, you can look at some of the sample pages from the Bible, you can listen to music from the Messiah, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org haventoday.org And now I want us to go back to someone who was with the Haven of Rest and then Haven Today. His wonderful arrangement of a Christmas song that we all need to hear. Go tell me on the mountains Over the hills 
Christ is born. Don't tell it go. Don't tell it go. While shepherds kept their watching, or silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go, don't tell it. Christ is born. Go tell it, go, go tell it, go. Go tell it, go, go tell it, go, go tell it, go. Shepherds feared and trembled. Oh, above the earth. Rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's Haven Today, in a program series called Promises Made, Promises Kept, I'm Charles Morris, and Merry Christmas to you this week. And that, of course, was Steve Ragsdale with one of my favorite Christmas songs, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Let me ask you a question as we start. Have you ever been dehydrated and you don't even know it? Were you irritable, fatigued, or did you maybe have a dull headache? You probably don't associate those symptoms with dehydration, but that's what happens to us when we don't drink enough water. And experts warn that all the salty, rich food that we eat around the holidays can leave us more dehydrated than normal. And most medical experts say we need to always drink eight glasses of water a day, not just to lose weight, but to be healthy. That can also, some say, include your tea or your coffee that you might drink. Well, you can also be spiritually dehydrated and not even know it. Are you irritable? Have you been joyless? Maybe stressed out? Maybe dissatisfied with life? Those are all symptoms of a deep, unsatisfied spiritual thirst. And oftentimes, we feel it the most at Christmas time when we think we should be full of joy. Well, I have good news for you in our few minutes together 
Jesus says he has the answer. It was Jesus who promised to satisfy our spiritual thirst. He stood up in the temple during the Feast of Tabernacles. His ministry on earth was almost finished, and he cried out at the top of his lungs so that he could be heard over the noise of the crowds, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. That's John 7, 37 and 38. But then John the Apostle adds this explanation in verse 39. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. What an astounding claim by Jesus that day. He said he could satisfy your spiritual thirst. But what makes his words even more astounding is that they were said in the context of the Feast of the Tabernacles. Each day of the feast, a large gold jar was filled with water from the pool of Siloam in Jerusalem and carried by the high priest in a procession back up to the temple. As they neared the water gate, three blasts would be blown on the shofar. The temple choir would sing, and every Jewish male would shake a lulab, a sort of rattle made out of willow and myrtle twigs, and cry out, Give thanks to the Lord. And then the water was poured out on the altar. What was this water ceremony all about? Well, it had a backward focus, and it had a forward focus. It looked back to when the Israelites were in the desert after God had delivered them out of Egypt. They lived in tabernacles, or tents, during the days of the feast, to remember when they lived in tents in the desert during the Exodus, and to remember that God had lived with them in a tabernacle. He had filled it with the glory of his presence. The water ceremony celebrated the time when they desperately needed water in the desert, and God told Moses to strike a rock, and water would come out of it. He did that, and it did come out. A torrent of cold, refreshing water gushing out of the rock. It was like a river, enough to satisfy the thirst of all those thousands of people and all their livestock. Everyone drank and drank and drank, and they all had enough. But this ceremony also looked forward to something else, to a time when God would pour out the Holy Spirit in the final days. The pouring out of the water on the altar symbolized the messianic age to come, when God would cause the life-giving Holy Spirit to flow out from the sacred rock and abundantly satisfy their thirst for God. Imagine Jesus standing up and shouting, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. He did it right at the moment of that water ceremony. What a bold claim. Jesus was saying, Look at me, not at the water being poured out on that altar. That's just a symbol of what was promised. I'm the fulfillment of that symbol. I'll cause this life-giving water and the Spirit to flow out. Come to me. Believe in me. Drink from me. And streams of water will flow not just outside of you, but from within you. Your thirst will be satisfied. That wasn't just some obscure messianic prophecy Jesus was coming to fulfill. It was big. It had been repeated again and again by the prophets. It runs throughout the entire book of Isaiah. Isaiah 12, 1 through 3. In that day you will say, I will praise you, O Lord, although you were angry with me. Your anger has turned away. And you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. 
With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Or there's Isaiah 35, 4-7. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, don't fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. Or what about Isaiah 41, 17 through 20? The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. Or how about Isaiah 43, 18-21? Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. And then how about chapter 44 of Isaiah? Isaiah tells them that this promised water is actually the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 44, 3 through 5, For I will pour out water, on the thirsty land, and streams on the dry ground, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring, and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. One will say, I belong to the Lord. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Still another will write in his hand, the Lord's, and will take the name Israel. God was promising that at some time in the future he was going to pour out his spirit and that it would be like water poured out on thirsty ground, like streams of water on parched soil. The people would drink it and their spiritual thirst would be satisfied. Isaiah describes what would happen when the spirit was poured out on the people. He compares it to what happens when dry land starts to get water. What a difference water makes and what a dramatic difference the water of the spirit makes in your life. It makes you green. That's what Jesus promised to do that day. He promised to pour out the Spirit of the living God into all those who believe in him. He promised to satisfy their thirst. But John said it couldn't happen until he was glorified. And in John's gospel, that meant the cross. Jesus was like the rock in the wilderness. He had to be struck before the water would gush out. He was struck down on the cross so that we could drink of the Spirit. And then he was lifted up to heaven. And on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit was poured out on everyone who believed in him. Jesus is still pouring out the Spirit on everyone who believes in him. And the Spirit satisfies our thirst. It satisfies our thirst because we're thirsty for God and the Spirit is the presence of God. The Spirit is God in us, and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is Emmanuel, God with us.
Haven today in a program series called Promises Made, Promises Kept, and an a cappella arrangement of O Come Emmanuel by the Martins for all of us to enjoy here on Christmas week. When Isaiah predicted the birth of Jesus, he said his name would be Emmanuel, and Jesus Christ is our Emmanuel. He was born into our world. He lived with us. He took on our flesh and blood, and he became one of us. After he died and was resurrected, he ascended into heaven, and ten days later he poured out the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, in us. He's Jesus in us, teaching us what it means to be sons and daughters of God. Paul calls him the Spirit of Sonship. He pours the Father's tender love for us into our souls, and that's what satisfies our thirst. And it satisfies it like nothing else on earth. And just think, it all started in a manger.
Christmas Time in a Way in the Manger, sung by the Cambridge Singers, conducted by John Rutter from his Christmas Star album. Here in a Haven today, the program is called Promises Made, Promises Kept. One more thing about the great story. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Father's gift. He's a gift you can receive this Christmas by believing in Jesus. Anyone who is thirsty can come, and by coming to Him, and by putting your trust in the death of Christ for you, your sins will be forgiven. And Jesus will honor that promise and pour His Spirit into you and satisfy your spiritual thirst. Maybe you're a believer in Jesus, but you've been forgetting to drink. You're dehydrated. I know what that's like. When I don't spend time with the Lord, I get thirsty. I live like an orphan. The answer for that kind of dehydration is fairly simple. We just need to drink. We need to live in relationship. It's our privilege. It's our right as God's children. And it can happen to you today at Christmas time. Galatians 4, 4 through 6. What a wonderful reminder we've had on programs this year for Christmas time. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. If you'd like to know more about the Lord, and how you can come to know him personally as your Savior, visit haventoday.org. Click under Resources and read about how you can know God this Christmas. Well, can you believe it? Christmas is just a few days away now. 2020 is almost over, and we're all, I think, looking forward to a new year, hoping it will be more peaceful than the one that's passing by. No matter what may come, You can find peace with God through Jesus, His Son, and by spending time with Him in His Word. To help you and your family or another family around you to do that, I'd like to send you Phil Vischer's new Laugh and Grow Bible for kids, the gospel in 52 five-minute Bible stories. From Genesis to Revelation, these stories are written by the creator of Veggie Tales, and they're going to point people to the gospel found in all the Bible. It was written to take a bird's-eye view of the Bible in a year. I can't think of a better way to start 2021. And please don't forget, if you haven't and you thought you should, we still have Handel's Messiah. Two CDs recorded so you can better hear the lyrics straight from the Bible. It's not just two Christmas CDs. It was originally written for Easter. So, for your generous giving... And I would ask you to give to us and make your gift before December 31st. But I'd like to send you right away either the Laugh and Grow Bible or Handel's Messiah. Shipping's been so strange these last few weeks with COVID and snowstorms, but we'll do our best to send you either the book or the CDs to start you or someone you love, maybe a child in your life, looking to Jesus in this coming year. Here's the number. You need to call us right now. 800 800- Six five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five Haven, or visit our website, and there you'll see samples of pages from the Bible, or you can hear samples from the Messiah. You can also make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, as we get ready for Christmas. 
we'll be sharing the great story together that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. At Christmas time, there's a lot competing with Jesus for your attention. And most of them are good things in and of themselves. Cookie baking, decoration hanging, gift buying, house cleaning. Well, maybe not house cleaning, but you get the idea. And yet, doesn't your heart long for all of it to just stop just for a minute? A still, quiet moment for you to hear from God and to experience Emmanuel, God with us. To remember that, as Isaiah said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Anchor Devotional can help you find those moments daily. Visit GetAnchor.com.